0: Countdown for blast-off. X minus one. Yes, it's
1: Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with fever McGee and Molly. Suspense.
0: It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks.
2: Dragnet. We offer you escape.
3: Kraft presents the Great
2: Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program.
4: Hi, this is Carl Amari, and welcome to episode 66 of Radio Rarities, the weekly podcast series that examines unique episodes from the golden age of radio. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolfe.
5: This time we have an audition of one of the best female private eye shows on radio.
4: It's Candy Matson, Xbrook 29994 starring Natalie Masters from the spring of 1949.
5: And Carl, it's about time we featured a show with a lady detective. We've covered Philip Marlowe and Boston Blackie and now Candy Matson finally gets her due.
4: Uncle Lisa, Uncle, I'll see if I can come up with another female crime stopper for listeners soon.
5: Not only Candy Mats in The First Lady Private Eye we've spotlighted on Radio Rarities but her series originated from San Francisco
4: and this is the first show we presented which was broadcast from the Bay Area
5: and the second with a telephone number in the title we
4: presented Whitehall 1212 just a couple of weeks ago
5: during the 1920s and 1930s San Francisco was the top place for West Coast radio but
4: as Hollywood became prominent in the late 1930s, more and more radio programs originated from Southern California.
5: However, the Bay Area radio stations continued to produce quality shows, and in 1949, Candy Matson was the highlight of the year. It
4: was created by Monty Masters and starred his wife, the former Natalie Park.
5: They had first met in 1935 as cast members of the nighttime drama Hawthorne House. And
4: seven years later, they were married.
5: Masters' previous radio accomplishments were Spotlight Playhouse and The Mad Masters. The
4: latter, a comedy, wasn't too successful.
5: So Masters turned to the mystery genre late in 1948 and wrote a detective show in which he would star and his wife Natalie would be his gal Friday.
4: He reviewed the script of the new series with a group of friends that included his mother-in-law.
5: Who suggested to make Natalie instead of Monty the star as there were few lady crime solvers on radio.
4: One of the Better Female Private Eye series, Hot Copy, had been on the air for a few years during the mid-1940s.
5: Broadcast from Chicago, it told the exploits of syndicated newspaper columnist Ann Rogers, who seemed to end up solving murders each week.
4: As the new star of the revamped Candy Matson series, Natalie Masters brought to the microphone nearly two decades of experience from both radio and the stage.
5: In addition to holding a major supporting part for several years, Years in Hawthorne House, she was the comedic commentator on the musical show *Bug House Rhythm*
4: and performed leading roles in her husband's shows as well as the dramatic anthology *Tonight at 9:30*.
5: In the theater, Natalie had been a longtime member of the Wayfarers Civic Repertory Company, with leading roles in the Robert Nathan satire *Jonah* and also several Shakespeare plays.
4: Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy the audition episode of Candy Matson. X Brook Two Nine 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 Four, starring Natalie Masters in the Donna Dunham case, recorded at the NBC Studios in San Francisco, April Fourth, nineteen
0: forty-nine. Candy Matson, X Brook Two Nine 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 Four.
6: Hello, Candy Matson.
1: I understand you've been hired to find out who knocked off Donna Dunham.
6: Abrupt and right to the point. That's my business, old man who talks like a ghost.
1: Take care of your health, little lady. Donna Dunham is dead. Let her stay like that.
6: You take care of your Q's and I'll show my P's, understood?
1: Not quite. Listen to this.
6: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) goody-goody. Bullets now delivered by phone. Thanks for the slug. I'll have it identified later. Maybe you'll be identified later.
3: Remember what I said, Candy Matson. Forget about Donna Dunham.
6: My name is Candy Matson. I like money, lots of it. That's why I became a private eye. And, too, you meet such interesting people. Mostly dead. But getting back to the cash angle, that's why I took on the Donna Dunham case. I knew it was full of dynamite. But a girl has to eat now and then, maintain a penthouse on Telegraph Hill, and keep the moths out of a few mink coats. Doesn't she? Sure. Sure. And a shot fired into your room from across the street at three in the morning is just one of those occupational hazards. So I took the job and the 500 and went to work. Like to hear how the whole thing started? Well, leave us proceed to Act One. I'd had a hard day at the office, sleeping all day, and I needed a bit of a tonic to pick me up. So the natural thing to do was to ground loop into the marigold room and see what could be done. As I sank down onto one of the padded stools, the dispenser approached. Make it a martini, my good man, very dry. So dry it comes out like a blotter.
3: Uh, Look, lady, nothing would give me more pleasure, but I can't serve you here unless you have an escort.
6: What? Oh, I, I'm I'm waiting for someone
3: That's what they all say
6: But he'll be here very soon I
3: know, I know, it never fails
6: Why, you low-minded cronk, for two cents I I'd knock your... see, I
3: arrived just in time
0: Save your two cents, my dear hmm? You heard what the lady said? A martini uh,
3: Make it two uh, uh, Yeah, uh, sure uh, I thought it was just another one of those uh, uh, Yeah, uh, two martinis
0: Well, saved from a fate worse than death Miss Matson.
6: Who are you?
0: A natural question.
6: And I'd like a natural answer.
0: Roberts is my name, Warren Roberts. Oh. I own a few steamships hither and yon about the world.
6: Oh, yes, I know. I took a trip on one of your scows once. The food was a nightmare's nightmare.
0: How do you think I came to be a millionaire?
6: Aha, uh-huh. I see your point. How did you know my name and what do you want?
0: I have a business proposition to make to you, Miss Matson.
6: You're sure it's business, Mr. Roberts?
0: Strictly business, Miss Matson.
6: Call me Candy. You tell me the details and I'll tell you what it'll cost you. Fair enough. But don't faint. You can always make it back on your food.
0: Well, I can hardly tell you here. Uh, Suppose we drop over to my place.
6: But I want that martini.
0: My man will make us a batch over there.
6: Oh, the things I do to make a living... Okay, let's go.
3: Hey, uh, how about these drinks?
0: I hear you are, my man, and save the martinis for some poor wayward soul who hasn't the wherewithal to make the purchase. Oh, good evening, Mr. Roberts.
1: I I didn't know you were expecting company. Uh, So soon after... Take Miss
0: Matson's things, Montgomery, and bring us some martinis. Uh, They're all made, sir. Good. Let's go into the drawing room, shall we?
6: Mm-hmm. Modest little mousetrap, isn't it? And I'll bet it's had a good path beaten to its door, too.
0: <laughs> quite a sense of humor you have, Candy.
6: <laughs> well, it helps now and then.
0: Here, sit down here. That's it.
6: I, uh... I can't quite see you. It's like being behind a retaining wall. Oh, well, I'll just listen. What's the topic of conversation?
0: A young lady named... Donna Dunham.
6: Aha, uh-huh, the female element. What is your connection?
0: Much well, strictly that of a patron. Oh, Miss Dunham was a hat check girl over the Scarlet Dawn. I heard her sing one night. I decided right then and there that I was going to sponsor her career.
6: Was?
0: Yes. Donna Dunham was murdered early this morning. By you? What? Are you out of your head?
6: Yes, when I think of the fee I'm going to get from you.
0: I uh, beg your pardon, sir. The martinis. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, Put them down there, Montgomery. Yes, sir. Very good, Montgomery. I won't need anything else tonight. Thank you, sir. Good night, miss. Uh,
6: Good night. Uh, Don't sleep too tight. May I? Mm, You certainly may. I've been waiting far too long for one of these. There you are. Well as a sponsor you didn't pick a protege with great lasting qualities did you
0: No i didn't She was so young so very lovely Will you take the case miss matson
6: What do i have to go on
0: Oh very little well, my suspicions point to a musician who worked at the scarlet dawn He seemed to resent very strongly my stepping into the picture
6: Were they going together
0: Off and on, until I started to back Donna's career.
6: A very interesting triangle. What do the police have to say?
0: The police, Miss Matson, have not yet been notified. What? I went over there this morning, and I discovered the body lying on the floor. I I became confused. I locked the door and called the Scarlet Dawn. I told the manager that Miss Dunham was quite ill and wouldn't be able to appear tonight.
6: Extremely ill, I'd say. Well... This is fine. You realize you're in trouble, don't you? Yes, I do. And that if I take this case, I'm sticking my neck out, too? Exactly. My uh, fee is 500
0: That's a fair price.
6: In advance.
0: Well, I'll make out a check immediately. Oh! Won't you have another martini?
6: I, uh... I don't think so.
0: You know... You are very beautiful.
6: Ah, uh, Thank you. But I already have a sponsor.
0: And your lips are very, very kissable.
6: The best you can buy for Max Factors.
0: Are you sure you don't want another martini?
6: Look, Roberts, let's get this straight. You're in the middle of a jackpot. Make that check out right now so I can join you. Then it's up to me to spring the both of us. In the meantime, get that glint out of your eye. The one that's wired for wolf calls. Understood? Very well. I'll get started right away. Where does the late Miss Dunham live?
0: Just on the edge of Chinatown, 27B Gresham Alley. It's the only three-flat house on the block.
6: I'll find it. And you, you just stick right here and don't poke your face out of the door. Now, the uh, check, if you will... you if you think you're going to get well send me back to the last line in the chorus if it isn't old hawkshaw himself
3: yeah that's right hiya candy
6: mallard how you ever got to be a police detective i'll never know i heard you trailing me for the last two blocks
3: maybe i wanted you to hear me what are you doing over in chinatown candy
6: i like tomato chow yuck
3: Uh uh-huh something up
6: Not with you. Around there isn't.
3: Look, Candy, just a little word of caution. We're laying for you. Oh. The chief isn't very happy about you busting up that Newton case last month.
6: Somebody had to. The score was still tied in the 27th inning.
3: Stop gagging, Candy. What are you doing around here? You don't like tomato chow yuck that much.
6: Well, maybe that oriental music sends me. By the way, where's the Scarlet Dawn, Mallard?
3: Huh? Uh, Right down there on the corner.
6: Come on. I'll buy you a double Mickey.
3: Uh, No, thanks. I just had one. And Listen, Candy, take a tip. Don't interfere with the work of the police.
6: Don't worry about me, Mallard. And you take a tip, too. Next time you trail somebody, get yourself a pair of tennis shoes.
1: Yes, miss, you like a table?
6: No, thanks. Oh, uh, no.
1: Something I can do?
6: Hm. Oh. Oh, yes, I'm... I'm a friend of Donna Dunham's. She wanted me to come over and tell you that she's feeling better. She'll be back at work tomorrow night.
1: Oh, that's good. Uh, business at the hat check stand no good without her.
6: Yeah. Yes, yes, she's a great girl. By the way, I, I, I don't see her boyfriend tonight. Boyfriend? You know, the... The fellow who plays in the band. Oh, Donny Andrini. No, he got night off. Oh, too bad. She wanted me to tell him, too.
1: Yep, too bad. Oh, maybe you'll find him at the Lotus Hotel.
6: He lived there. Oh, sure. The Lotus. Yes, I'll check there. And thank you very much. (laughs)
2: Rembrandt Watson speaking. Yes,
6: I know. Now, look. Photographs
2: taken at reasonable prices.
6: I know, Rembrandt. Family
2: uh, groups I... and portraits especially also... At...
6: Rembrandt, this is I, Candy
2: Matson. Fine colored pictures. Of... What? Candy Matson?
6: That's right. By all
2: the furies of Zeus. Why did you have to call just now? I was wooing the muse that only Bacchus can create. Probing the infinitesimal heights a soul can reach from the tear of the grape. And you have to call and spoil it all. Look,
6: Rembrandt, uncross your eyes and listen to
2: me. I shall listen, my Lily, but undoubtedly I won't like it. What skullduggery are you up to now? I'm
6: knee-deep in something that smells as high as the Oakland mud flats.
2: A towering comparison. What is it?
6: I can't tell you now, but I want you to do me a favor. Get your finest camera and go over to 27B Gresham Alley. Get inside and take all the pictures you can of the place.
2: Won't I be intruding?
6: No. There's a very attractive young lady there.
2: How oh, delightful. She's dead. How dull. I dislike intensely one sided conversations. All right. What do I do then?
6: Go back to your place and get me some prints as fast as you can.
2: I go, but not willingly. Only for you would I forsake the mood I have achieved through prodigious application.
6: Bully for you, Laddie Buck. I'll see you at your place in about an hour. <laughs>
4: You're listening to Radio Rarities. We'll return after this short break. Now, back to Radio Rarities.
6: Pardon me. Are are you the night clerk?
4: I ain't sitting bull. Yes,
6: we have no rooms. Uh, I'm not here for a room.
1: Oh? Well, uh, maybe there's something I can do for you.
6: Yes. Uh, could you tell me if Mr. Danny Andrini is in?
1: No, he isn't. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen him all day.
6: Uh... Yes, I know. There's a reason. We had to take him to the hospital this morning. What? Yes. He's he's under observation for appendicitis.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that.
6: So, I was wondering if you'd let me have his key. He wants me to bring him his portable radio.
1: Oh, does he have
6: one? Why, sir, did you ever know a musician who didn't own a portable radio?
3: (laughs) I know, come to think of it, yeah, yeah, here's the key. It's uh, room 418. Thank you.
6: You're very kind. uh, Not at all. Not at all. Candy mats and start making like a private eye. Letters. Letters. Yes, over here. Looks promising. A whole pile up. Of... Well, let's try this one. Dear Danny, I don't know how to start this, but... Your accusations last night need some sort of answering... I'm not in love with Warren Roberts and never will be. He's just proving to be a very kind and gracious friend. You must realize that I have placed my singing career above everything else, and I... Well, leave us confront the issue, Candy. Oh...
3: Hello, you. Hello. I was wondering if I could be of any assistance.
6: Oh, no. It it seems Mr. Andrini was out of his head. Oh. I, I mean, he doesn't seem to have a portable radio. Oh. I'll, uh, I'll just be on my way.
3: Oh, now what's the rush? You don't have to leave right away. Wouldn't you like a drink or something?
6: No, n- not right now. I, I am pressed for time. Oh. I tell you what, though. Huh? I'll be back later. How's that?
4: Sure. Fine.
6: When? Let's make it next Whitsuntide, huh?
5: Goodbye.
2: On my soul, I'd like to have the popcorn concession here tonight. Come in, come in.
6: Rembrandt. You're
2: a double-crosser. I, a double-crosser? My dear, you're mistaken. Oh? The only time I double-crossed was out in the country. I passed over a bridge, then I had to double-cross back. Oh, no. I found I'd left my knapsack with some rare vintage in it on the other side. What
6: are you doing here? You haven't had time to get the pictures I wanted. That's
2: just the point. To elucidate, I arrived at 27B Gresham Alley... And found it to be a most loathsome location
6: That's beside the point What happened?
2: I couldn't get in Oh,
6: Rembrandt I, I, I've done you a grave injustice Of course you couldn't get in Warren Roberts has the key Who's this minion Roberts? I'll tell you later We've got to work fast Mallard sniffs something in the wrong key And the police will
2: be in on the deal before long Mallard, the gumshoe? That's
6: right I've just got to get pictures of the layout So I can study them
2: in my own fumbling fashion, Candy, my love, I have given birth to an idea.
6: Even from you, Rembrandt, I'll take it. I'm grabbing at straws.
2: Straws. Very effective with tall, cool collins.
6: Never mind now. What's your idea?
2: Let us hie ourselves to a locksmith. Present ourselves as man and wife, and a peasant will make us a key. Voila! Entree to the murderer's apartment.
6: No, Rembrandt, that'll never work. Oh, wait a minute. Three flats to the house. I used to live in just that kind of a house out on Fulton Street when I was a kid.
2: A nauseating thought.
6: Rembrandt, those flats are identical. If we can get into the flat above, we can get what we want. I think
2: I fathom your reasoning, Candy. In other words, the living room is just the same... That's right. The dining room, likewise. Check. And the same goes for the bedroom, the kitchen, and even the, uh...
6: That's right, even in there.
2: Uh, what are we waiting for? Let's go slumming in Gresham Alley.
6: Go ahead, Rembrandt. Ring the bell.
2: Always I must do the labor. Oh,
6: Pooh.
2: Well, I hope we don't disturb the dead in the middle flat.
6: You won't. From what I hear, she was done in sort of permanently.
2: Appears there's no one at home. Come on, Candy. Let's return and see what Bacchus has to offer.
6: No, wait. I thought I heard something. There, you see? Got all your flashbulbs?
2: As they say in the old country, have I lost my marbles? Open the door. Beauty before age, my dear.
6: Thank you, Remby. Kind of dark in here.
2: The cue with your aroma. Definitely smacks of the Far East.
6: Yes.
2: Something you folks wanted? Choke up, and It's your cue. Why,
6: uh, yes, may we come up?
2: What do you want?
6: Well, we're with a magazine. The Ha-House Lovely. We want to take a few photographs of your place.
2: At this hour? The working press is never shackled by the hands on a clock, sir.
1: Sounds phony to me, but come on up. What do you want to take pictures of this beat-up joint for?
6: Well, you you see, it's comparison. The old and the new. We've already taken pictures of a flat similar to this, only it's been remodeled. This... Well, this is perfect for the contrast.
1: Mm. Uh, I guess it's all right. Go ahead.
6: Uh, Start with the hall, Rembrandt.
2: Roger, my pretty. Let's see. This should be just about right.
6: Mm -hmm. Now, the the bedroom. That should be off the hall here. Oh, yes. Uh, Shoot from the door, Rembrandt. Can you get the entire room?
2: Mm, Not quite, but most of it. That'll do. Just a moment. Ah... There we are. You cats
1: work fast.
6: Uh, what was that?
1: I said you work fast.
6: Uh, yes. Now, in the bathroom, do you have a tub or a shower?
1: Why? Well, you... Why don't you see for yourself?
6: No. On second thought, I, I think that's about all we need. Candy,
2: you said that we... Come
6: could... along, Rembrandt, and uh, thank you very much. Uh, that's
1: uh, okay, and don't slam the door. The lady downstairs is sound asleep.
6: Rembrandt, I think I've got this thing licked.
2: Are you referring to this case or my desire to return to the arms of Bacchus? That I could never lick. I'm talking about the case...
6: But I need help, Grimbrandt. I am here. No, that's not enough. I need the big, strong arm of the law. Oh, no.
2: Gandy, you traitor.
6: I hate to admit it, but I need somebody like Mallard.
2: Am I being paid? Hmm? Oh, no. It's the wicked genie. Yikes! it's the gumshoe.
3: Yep, yeah, in person.
6: Mallard, how did you get here?
3: I took your advice and bought some tennis shoes. (laughs) All right, Spill, what goes on? Been following you around till I'm punchy. Start talking, Candy.
6: Okay, so you heard me. I do need your help, Mallard. Badly. There was a young girl murdered yesterday at 27B Gresham Alley.
3: Is that the place you just came from? That's right. Why don't we ever hear of these things? Oh,
6: I get exclusive rights. Anyway, I think I have the whole deal figured out. You could have full credit, Mallard, but you've got to take my advice.
3: Uh, it hurts, but go ahead.
6: Now go back to 27C, Gresham Alley. That's the top flat.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: You'll find a character there named Danny Andrini. Uh. Take him. Then get out to 5711 Pacific Street as fast as you can.
3: Uh, all right, I'll do it. But Caddy, so help me if this is a foul-up? On you, the new look with stripes is going to be very fashionable.
2: She knows what she's doing, Mallard. When you get back to Gresham Alley, just tell Mr. Andrini that you're from House Lovely. He'll adore you.
3: This is
6: it, Rembrandt. I just hope my man Montgomery hasn't retired as yet.
2: What are we doing out here on Pacific, Candy? This is out of our league.
6: All of a sudden, I've become socially conscious. Come on, Montgomery, answer the door. Ah, right on cue.
2: I beg your
0: pardon. Did you ring? Uh,
6: No, Montgomery. we, We crossed the moat and used a battering ram.
0: I'm sorry, young lady. Mr. Roberts doesn't wish to be disturbed.
6: Look, Montgomery, remember me. I was here earlier this evening. Mr. Roberts and I had a martini together.
2: Martinis? Well, it was worth a safari out here after all. Ah. Uh,
0: uh. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, miss. I didn't recognize you at first. Uh, yes, do come in,
2: won't
6: you? And the light
2: dawns.
0: If you'll just wait in the drawing room, miss, I'll inform Mr. Roberts of your presence.
6: Thank you very much, Montgomery.
2: I used to know a chap like that in the British Army. By continual groveling and studied abjectedness, he worked his way up to the rank of a private.
6: <laughs> Thanks, Rembrandt. That's the first laugh I've had tonight.
2: What's the pitch, Candy? I don't get it.
6: You will in a minute. Shh. I hear the patter of little feet.
2: Miss Matson, what's the
0: idea? I thought you were going to check with me by phone.
6: Mr. Roberts, this thing is bigger than either of us. I just couldn't wait. (coughs)
2: Uh, Is there a martini in the house? I'll have Montgomery serve in just a moment.
6: I don't think there'll be time, Mr. Roberts. Well, where is she? upstairs. You really loved her, didn't you? Madly. That just about describes it, madly. And while you were, uh, shall we say, sponsoring her career, you thought she was playing around with Danny Andrini as well.
1: Yes, she was. You're
6: wrong, Robert. I have a letter from Donna Dunham to Danny Andrini. In effect, she told him to blow, skedaddle, vamoose. What? That's right. So, it seems we have a slight case of mistaken murder on our hands, doesn't it?
0: Yes. On one hand. On the other, I have two in mind that will be deliberate. You asked for it, Miss Matson. Too bad you had to bring your friend along.
2: I wouldn't if I were you, Roberts. A has a pistol. I thought you said he served martinis. This isn't exactly a social moment.
0: I know how you privatize work. You're lone wolves. You confide in no one. So with a pull of the finger, I erase all evidence, just like this.
6: He's dead. I'm really grateful to you, but where on earth did you come from?
3: Like I say, Candy,
2: you just can't beat these tennis shoes. Well, it clears everything up except for one thing. Where do we go now for the martinis?
6: And that's how it happened. My phone rings and I'm into the darnedest message you ever heard of. Sure, Roberts killed her. He was jealous. And I knew I was on the right track when Rembrandt said the apartment above Donna Dunham's... ...smelled like the Far East. It was tobacco odor. The same Turkish aroma I had smelled in Roberts' home out on Pacific Street. Danny Andrini? Well, he was waiting for Roberts to return. He was going to kill him. He knew that Roberts had rented the flat above Dunham for... uh, ...sponsoring purposes. Donna was a nice kid. She was just caught in the middle. Flat.
0: Listen again next week, same time, same station. For excitement and for adventure, just dial Candy Matson Xbrook 29994. The program was written by Monty Masters and stars Natalie Park as candy. This has been a presentation of NBC,
1: the national broadcasting company.
5: Well, Carl, that was one of the most amusing shows we've played yet on Radio Rarities.
4: Not only amusing, but also a fine production utilizing many Bay Area streets and landmarks, which gave it authenticity.
5: Natalie was superb as the sexy sleuth and was the only cast member to receive on-air billing.
4: In the major supporting roles were Henry Leff as Homicide Lieutenant Mallard and Jack Thomas as Rembrandt Watson.
5: As Mallard, Leff was the required member of law enforcement for most privatized series, but adding to the uniqueness of the series was also Candy's love interest. Henry
4: Leff had been a fellow cast member of Natalie's in Tonight at 9.30 and The Mad Masters.
5: Beginning in 1945, Left became involved with the radio and TV department at San Francisco City College.
4: As chair of that department for many years, his students included Lee Merriweather and Barbara Eden.
5: Both of whom became outstanding actresses and household names.
4: Outside of radio, Left may be best known for his role as Father Starkwell, in the 1969 Woody Allen comedy film Take the
5: Money and Run. Prior to his stint on Candy Matson, Jack Thomas, who founded the Wayfarers Group in 1931, had not participated in much radio.
4: Most of his time during those years was occupied with producing and directing stage plays. Thomas may have been chosen for his role in the radio series because he was Natalie's uncle.
5: The sound effects artists for this Candy Matson audition were Bill Brownell and Jay Rendon.
4: And the engineers were Claire. Stevens and Phil Ryder. The
5: organist was Eloise Rowan, who played a stirring rendition of "Candy" as the program's theme.
4: It was a very popular tune, first published in 1944, with music composed by Alex Kramer and lyrics by Mac David and Joan Whitney.
5: The NBC brass on the West Coast approved of Master's latest venture, and Candy Matson began her weekly adventures two months later on June 29th as a sustainer.
4: Her phone number had changed, along with. The The title of the show to Candy Matson UConn 28209. The series was broadcast only in the 11 states of the NBC Pacific Division.
5: It's unknown why it didn't make the full coast-to-coast schedule.
4: One reason may have been the Rembrandt Watson character was an alcoholic at the beginning, but as the series progressed, got on the wagon.
5: Because of his effeminate portrayal of the character, Watson was widely believed to be gay.
4: Having a gay character on a radio series was certainly ahead of its time in 1949, and perhaps NBC executives in other parts of the country were not ready for it, which may have precluded them from running the show on the full network.
5: The show was very popular, winning audience polls in San Francisco for Best Dramatic Show.
4: It never had a sponsor, but remained on the air for two years with its finale May twenty first, 1951. By the way, on its final episode, Candy and Inspector Mallard tied the knot. In
5: 1952, Monty Masters recorded another audition of his female gumshoe under the title Candy Mattson Yukon 3-8209, but unfortunately, it didn't sell.
4: Natalie Masters continued to act in supporting roles on television into the mid-1980s. She
5: appeared on Dragnet, Family Affair, The Courtship of Eddie's Father, Gunsmoke, Adam-12, The Incredible Hulk, Heart to Heart, and Alice, among many others. Well...
4: That's all the time we have for this edition of Radio Rarities. Radio Rarities is a Gulfstream Studios copyrighted production produced by yours truly, Carl Amari. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Mike Costella is our executive producer. And the show is written by Carl Shadow. Next week, we'll present the first episode of the mystery adventure series, Box 13, starring Alan Ladd. You won't want to miss it.
5: Thanks for listening.